Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Caroline. And I'm Anna. And this is Seriously, the pop culture podcast from the New Statesman. Welcome back to another episode of Seriously. Caroline were just chatting before we started recording about how autumn's coming, which in the pop culture world is quite a big deal. All the good TV shows start coming out, all the movies that have been screening at these sort of prestigious film festivals are getting closer to their release dates. There's all the great books coming out. We love that Zadie Smith and Ali Smith have both got new books coming out. And it just feels like a great back-to-school vibe, doesn't it, it? It really does. And I have no idea if this is why it actually works like this, but I have long believed that the reason why all the good stuff is clustered in the autumn is because people don't bother releasing things while they know everyone's outside. Yeah, I genuinely think that is it. They know that people aren't necessarily going to go and watch 10 hours of one. I mean, people do. People Mm. did with Stranger Things, but I do think that that is part of it, definitely. Summer holidays as well. People go away, like, if, you know, if if you're a family with kids or whatever, you're kind of term time routine where you might have free time after half past eight to watch TV or whatever it gets disrupted because kids are on holiday and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, listeners in the Southern Hemisphere who are experiencing the opposite Mm. of what we're having. You know, I'm getting really excited about maybe buying some new brown shoes (laughs) and possibly um, it being a bit cold when I walk to work. Yeah, the prospect of a a higher dernier hangs in the distance. I'm so excited about tights. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, all those kind of fun, geeky vibes. One of the things that I've been looking forward to has been, is it called Atlanta, the new Donald Glover thing? He's made a TV series. Yes, I think it is. That's really soon, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's like out, but I was chatting to Segway, <gasps> Reggie Yates about this because oh. I interviewed him yesterday and he started watching it and it's like, you have to watch it. And his other two favourite people are Aziz Ansari and Phoebe Waller-Bridge. So oh my God. I think we can trust his taste. Do you think we could persuade <laughs> Reggie Yates to become a seriously listener? I mean, <gasps> oh he's, my God. he's like 90% of the way there anyway. He likes all the things we like. Yeah, we can't because then I won't be able to talk to you about the embarrassing incidents in my interview with him yesterday. So we definitely can't try oh. and get him to listen oh. <laughs> unless you unless you don't want to hear it because it was no obviously I want to hear it <laughs> so I got there and it's like me and the PR waiting for Reggie she's like sorry sometimes he can be a bit late he wasn't really late he was like maybe three minutes late and then he walks in obviously Reggie Yates he's handsome so handsome <laughs> he's really handsome so I was a bit flustered and then she, 
she the pr was like maybe you guys could go into the next room have your chat and then we can always i can chat to reggie after blah 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 which is nice because you don't want to do an interview with the pr sat there it can be a bit weird so that was nice for and reggie was like yep okay come on and we like started walking out the room he was like this is like a date isn't it it's like a weird chaperone date and then he shouted to the pr don't worry we're not gonna snog <laughs> and i like burst out laughing but you know when you laugh a little too hard like a weird auntie and gavin and stacy oh my god it was so embarrassing so then i like just continued to be like quite flustered for a lot of the interview and then at the end i went for the handshake he went for the hug and then because he'd gone for the hug i went for the kiss on the cheek and i didn't get one back oh my god that's so embarrassing <laughs> embarrassing but he was a delight to talk to otherwise i just like humiliated myself well i don't know if this is any comfort but i can imagine that is not the first time that a woman <laughs> dealing with reggie yates in a professional circumstance has gone in for the kiss got on the cheek and got a bit flustered but yeah he's a, he's really 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 cool and i'm excited to write up the interview in a much more professional way than i talked about the interview on seriously <laughs> yeah so we will point point you towards that listeners when My it appears very serious professional interview with reggie yates yep. um yeah, I can't wait to read it either, especially because now that I know this backstory, I'm going to keep this all in mind while I'm reading your like serious chat with him. Yeah, well, I actually think he's so great and very talented. And we talked about this new documentary he's made called Reggie Yates Chicago, which is about gun crime, uh, particularly among like black poor communities in Chicago. And it's really, really, really like emotional and really difficult to watch. But it's really, really good. And he also mentioned that he's working on drama stuff now really yeah he's well, writing, like, writing and directing oh so cool so uh i definitely think we're going to keep our eye on reggie mm. for the foreseeable future because he's doing loads of really cool things and just thought he was a great guy and it's going to be a summer wedding <laughs> <laughs> and you're all invited <laughs> lol jokes okay so moving very swiftly on because if he ever hears that i'll actually die all over again of extreme embarrassment <laughs> the first thing we're going to talk about this week is motherland a bbc sitcom pilot from graham linehan and sharon hogan it revolves around three average parents working mum julia single mum liz and stay-at-home dad kevin who are desperate to win the approval and the shared childcare of the alpha mums led by seemingly perfect mother amanda it's really funny. I really liked it. And it stars Anna Maxwell Martin. Who's a like who, secret fave of mine. Yeah, me too. Like ever since she was Esther in Bleak, Bleak House, House, I've Great. had a lot of time for her. I thought she was the best thing in that otherwise quite boring adaptation of Death Comes to Pemberley that BBC yep. did a few Christmases ago. Mm -hmm. She's also actually, because of that, I've in my head promoted her to my second favourite Lizzie Bennett. Oh, wow. So it goes... Is it Jennifer Ely Jennifer top? Ely top. Hardenbury. Then Anna Maxwell Martin, then the Lizzie from the Lizzie Bennett Diaries. Um, Where's Kira Knightley? In she's this? then like, I, th those are like the main three, and then there are just others. There she's in others. the other category. Yeah, so she plays Julia, you know, the kind of hardworking mum who is she? Ma is is that her? So she's got a guy a, from a Greenwich. Partner, yeah, is her Martin? Slash not Martin. What's the Martin's the curly one, isn't it? It's Boise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, so she has a husband or the father of her children is sort of in the picture, but he's like literally there for about two seconds and you immediately get the sense that he's just completely useless. Yeah. Cool. Because <laughs> she's having a kind of childcare crisis and she's on the phone to him while she's in the car with the kids being like, I have to work today and my mother will not take the children. What can I do? Also, apparently it's half term this week. I didn't know. Yeah. What am I going to do? And he's just like, 
most of his mind is on choosing a biscuit or something in a coffee shop and he's just he's like yeah, on his yeah whatever you decide i'll support you yeah but just being totally unhelpful completely useless and quite smarmy so that's where this program opens is with julia trying to drive her kids to school before she's even realized that there is no school on <laughs> there's like traffic light issues and the kids are playing with a boppet <laughs> in the back of the car i got so Shout stressed got so stressed in those seats it was really good writing it was and it just reminded me so much of my mum's stressy moments in the car there's something about being in the car that can really lead you to a like ah well moment. i think most of the like serious relationship arguments i've ever had have been in cars because of cars yeah yeah i think there is really so there's a moment where she's like pulling at her seatbelt and like screaming in desperation where you're like yeah yeah that, this is definitely where that would happen Philomena kunk plays liz who is like she's basically at the moment her character is just defined by the fact that she's a single mum and all the other mums are like convinced that she's going to sleep with their husbands mm. which is really funny and then we get this sort of slightly hapless stay-at-home dad called Kevin, Kevin yeah. slash Keith, <laughs> Keith at points, yeah. um, who I think seems like the kind of guy who would have a competent dad guardian column. Yes. Which is something we've discussed before, the idea that dads get to write a column in the Guardian being like, ooh, lol, have children, what do you do with them, nappy, what? Whereas obviously women can't do that. Yeah, so those are, as you say, those are the kind of central trio, and then you've got the kind of mean girl gang. But something I did think was really interesting with this is that there's, it's done with a really light touch, but there is such a class dimension to this. Absolutely. The freezing food is yes. a really good point in so this. So Liz is a single mum, and she lives in a flat a perfectly fine flat but a small flat and she freezes all her food obviously because she needs to make it last longer and she's like planning and budgeting in a way that the others are not and then at a later scene when they end up in amanda's house for like spag bowl for all the kids it's so like upper middle class you just know they've got a basement swimming pool under that Mm. kitchen somewhere kitchen is they walk into the wrong room when they get there yeah The kitchen is massive, it's all white, it's got like shiny, expensive cupboards, all this sort of stuff. It's like the kitchen from, um, what was that one we watched? Capital. Capital, yeah. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, so there's, and it's totally unsaid, but it's just very clear that part of the reason why the alpha mums look down on Liz as a potential, like, sexual threat is because they think she's like a common slapper yeah definitely definitely but it's also funny that julia who is a lot more chaotic than the alpha mums you can tell that she's more from their world Mm -hmm. than liz because when she gets to liz liz's house she's a bit confused about the fact that liz freezes all her food and then when she gets to the children's party where they're serving spag bowl she really expects to be fed like she's quite a difficult character in that as well it's not just the alpha mums like she's also got a classist dimension to her yeah she does but i think like all british comedy as the saying goes this show is about tiny gradations Mm -hmm. in class Mm -hmm. so really we're talking here about upper middle class to reasonably affluent working class that is the tiny range we're operating in and we've got liz at the bottom and amanda at the top and julia sits somewhere in the middle i think she's what nick clegg was talking about when he was talking about squeezed middle Mm -hmm. back in like 2011 you know from a middle class background but because of wage stagnation and rising uh, like food prices and stuff it things really aren't as easy for her as she thinks they ought to be Mm -hmm. it's i thought it was really um you know, it's, it is about those like tiny differences between people. And that means that like a lot of British comedy, it's very about those perceived slights in conversation. Mm. A lot of it is about what's left unsaid. Some of the stuff we liked in Fleabag, where it's like very, very pointed conversations. 
Um, and I found it quite close to the bone sometimes, this program, in a way that I sort of wasn't expecting because you see a pilot called like Motherland about stressed out mums and you sort of think of that like outnumbered vibe, which is very, very family friendly comedy, very, very sort of vaguely farcical, but not actually, there's never any real sort of problems in anyone's lives apart from like if when people are sick and stuff, it's not like everyone's horrible to each other. Whereas uh, in this, I don't think any of the characters are immediately super likable. A lot of it is about power play. I think that that's what was its strength. Yeah, and I really hope it gets picked up for more episodes because I really think that they could develop some some of the tensions that they've set out in this first episode. Definitely, and there's so many talents involved. Like Graham Linehan, like amazing. Sharon Hogan, like all these people are great. I found the cast brilliant. Yeah, Yeah, I really liked it. I really hope they make it. Now we're going to talk about 100 Nights of Hero, which is a graphic novel by Isabel Greenberg. It tells the story of the creation of a planet, Early Earth, and two of the women who live on it, Hero and Cherry. In order to keep their love a secret from Cherry's horrible husband and his vile friend, Hero distracts the men with amazing stories of women's history. This is a particularly special one we're doing because Isabel Greenberg is a seriously listener. Isn't that so crazy? Which is so lovely. So she emailed us back at the in the beginning of August a really lovely message, which is mostly about how much she likes Gilmore Girls and Harry Potter Solid. and the Argonauts and the Essex Serpent and lots of other things we've talked about on the show. And then... She segs in her email into talking about her new book. And she says, I am a graphic novel writer and drawer, and my second book comes out in September. My publisher asked me if there's anyone I'd like them to send a review copy to, and naturally, I thought of Seriously. So thank you very much That's for thinking really of kind. us. And she says, even if you don't enjoy the content, it smells fantastic and the cover has some delightful foil blocking on it. We can confirm this book is a lovely object. It's gorgeous. Absolutely delightful. And it does smell lovely. And also the, the content we also enjoyed. We also enjoyed <laughs> Heads up. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's called 100 Nights of Hero and you can always flog it and give it away or use it as kindling anyway. We won't be doing any of those things. I will be keeping this book. Yeah, definitely. And she just quotes a little bit from the kind of blurb that's on the back of the book. It says, you will read of betrayal, loyalty, madness, bad husbands, lovers both faithful and unfaithful, wise old crones, moons who come out of the sky, musical instruments that won't stay quiet, friends, brothers, fathers, mothers, and above all, many, many sisters. Which I think is a really good summation of this book. Yeah. And I'm so happy to be talking about a graphic novel by a seriously listener. Yeah, not only a great example of women's graphic novel writing that is like exciting and original and just beautiful to look at as well we'll have to try and link to some pictures of it Mm. in the show notes because you really have to sort of have a little glimpse inside but yeah i immediately was so engaged by this book that's a very good description of the sort of frame narrative between like cherry and hero who are basically this like woman and her maid but they're in a relationship and yeah cherry gets married to this horrible guy but the dialogue and everything about their relationship is so funny like she really has nailed that like stupid arrogant male voice Mm. that is there both in birdman like the the god who has created earlier or the father of the god who created earlier and in the, the sort of idiot husbands and stuff that are circling 
circling around a lot of the stories in this book. Yeah, because the whole structure of this world is that Kiddo, who's the goddess daughter of Birdman, who's like the omnipotent presence of the galaxy, created early Earth and it was for ages a lovely paradise where all of the humans (laughs) were happy and had a lot of sex, but Kiddo didn't really mind because it seemed to make them happy. And then Birdman was like, what is this? Why aren't these people worshipping me? Also, what they're doing is yucky. And (laughs) imposed this horrible patriarchal societal structure on early Earth. And that is the structure into which Hero and Cherry are born and have to try and live. As women who are in love with another woman, Cherry still has to marry this man and she still has to be subjected to this awful wager in which his friend gets to try and seduce her to test her loyalty. Yeah, and there's this... a weird Othello vibe, isn't there, in the beginning yeah. where he's like, you wait, you know, your wife was cheating on you. And he was like, no, but someone brought me her knickers and said that there was a scar on her leg. And she was like, he made me do that. I didn't want to. And I was like, lol, no. And killed her anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. really, but it's, it is really funny It went in the reading. It's obviously mm. like really gesturing to this very like dark patriarchal structure. But the humour of it reminded me so much of Kate Beaton, who does these really funny little comics. She does loads of different topics, just like historical topics, but my favourite ones because I'm like a literature nerd are the ones that like star James Joyce or you know Lord Byron or they're really, really funny and they really pin down that sort of like, what? I'm a genius. Why is Mary Shelley here? (laughs) Tone. (laughs) Which is great. But she sort of brings that into this really layered, mythical like very very engaging worlds that you just I felt like I'd sort of plunged straight in yeah and the art style obviously helps with that you know there's a very deliberate colour palette in the Mm. book it's lots of blacks and dark greens and reds and whites which immediately makes you feel like you're on a different planet and in a different style yeah or like sat around a campfire and someone's Mm. telling a story and you get all these long shadows and it's all a bit creepy but very very yeah engaging and all of the manifestations of the bird man religion like the scary men they wear a kind of bird man armour with pointed beaks and all this kind of stuff it's very clearly scary and bad and pointed Mm. as opposed to the interiors where Hero and Cherry live but so the the kind of structure of the whole thing is that there's a Hero is a kind of Scheherazade for this planet because the way that she keeps Cherry safe from this awful man is that she tells these endless stories every single night and basically talks out the clock Mm. until his wager is moot you know he can't win it anymore because his time period has expired but in the course of doing so she tells all these amazing stories about the women of the planet and all the ways in which they're resisting the awful things that are happening to them you know that you feel like you know women like these women right even though that you don't see people in these extreme situations there's something like familiar and extraordinary about it at the same time which is what I think feels so nice and she's obviously just got such a great imagination because all these stories feel like ones you've heard hundreds of times before and there are parallels with like fairy stories or folk tales that we all know but they are different and I think sometimes the fact that they seem so familiar is actually just a testament to how great her style is because sometimes they're they're not at all Mm. (laughs) they just really feel like they are and there's a lot of allusion to other kinds Mm -hmm. of mythology in it but only in that sort of magpie way of picking the best bits of lots of different places to make something interesting and new Mm. yeah so it's such a delight to read yeah you've got to read it guys like genuinely try and get hold of a copy because it's just so nice and I have to say as as I was reading it I was like I would also watch this as a film definitely so can you imagine that would be so beautiful it would have such nice music but as I was reading I was 
was like, at this point, there would be this kind of music mm. I was thinking about. There's obviously, and we, I think we say this quite a lot when we talk about graphic novels, but the movement is so good in mm. it. She's just got such a great sense, like a cinematic sense of how each shot is all set up. So yeah, a beautiful read that you've just got to get hold of. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So last week, I recommended that Anna give BuzzFeed's ladylike videos a go. Anna, what did you think? Yeah, it's a it's a funny thing, isn't it? Because to go straight into a sort of tangent, I it's funny how much I am interested in like, quote, women's stuff, mm. but also feel a bit conflicted about consuming women's stuff. Like yeah. every time a new women's magazine pops up, you're like, wait, isn't this, is this sexist? Isn't this a bit weird that you think my interests are like beauty and stuff? But then I always really like reading like women-helmed, <laughs> women-aimed stuff yeah. as well. So it's one of those things where you're like oh wait it's called ladylike and they do loads of beauty videos isn't this a bit you know isn't that a bit weird but then they do so much other random stuff that you do just like because they've actually got their audience down quite well because it is like i would say our age probably american but obviously we consume a lot of american culture interested in beauty and stuff but also quite keen to make a very wry joke about it and be like why do my lips feel like a butthole Mm. that kind of thing so yeah i watched a, a random selection of their videos weirdly probably my favorite one although i haven't been watching their videos from the beginning was one where they went back and re-watched their first video Mm. and sort of analysed themselves. So their first video was in November of 2015, so it's not even that long ago. And I think, me and you know this, that can feel like an age when you're doing sort of regular (laughs) broadcasty stuff because you have to settle into it. And I mean, I don't want to go back and listen to our first episodes (laughs) of of Seriously at all. So they do watch it and and sort of dissect, you know, oh, it's so funny because we weren't actually that good 
good friends at this point and like oh look you know i'm doing this weird thing look at my face or look how pale we all look and tired and wasn't it 10 30 p.m when we recorded this and that was a really good way into their sort of dynamic as a group mm. and that's i think probably the strength of their videos is oh, their definitely. friendship and their dynamics together i didn't immediately learn all their names and stuff i actually tried to find like a list of who's who and i couldn't yeah actually i feel like buzzfeed has not served this video thing particularly well in the sense that it's not its own channel mm. on youtube we'll link to the playlist where you can find all their episodes but it doesn't have its own channel on youtube also i really struggled to find a page on buzzfeed where it like explains what, what it, it is, is. exactly so are. did i i think you know tip for buzzfeed yeah. from me and caroline be nice to have almost like a cast list and just yeah. a little bit of info about because we you know that they all work at buzzfeed but i don't actually know their jobs and stuff and that yeah. might be quite fun because I, I was just keen to know almost from like a media perspective it's like how many of them actually work full-time on video mm -hmm. and how many of them are expected to do other stuff as well yeah. as produce this i mean this is probably quite a nerdy media angle mm. from me and you but i would have liked to, to have been able to find that out and if they do also write things or make other video series i'd like to know what they are you know i just want more background and right so one of them is jen lewis mm, i think so yeah well i couldn't tell which one it was if it was so, do you know just things like that that i was like wait i've definitely read a lot of your articles but i don't know if this is you because mm. i can't really tell just from one avatar and blah 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 but yeah so i think their friendship is really really watchable and really funny and they're all quite good at like that come and get it guys sort of jokey mm. we're making fools of ourselves. tone they've sort of got that down i also really like that the style of a lot of the videos is to take quite a popular youtube topic so like trying out a new makeup thing mm -hmm. or a new celebrity fitness wear thing mm -hmm. but then do it in a very accessible way both in the sense that they will try it out on people of all shapes and sizes and skin tones and stuff mm -hmm. but also they'll like wear it all day and then yeah. say how it was yeah. rather than the more classic YouTube beauty tutorial where it's like, look, I put on this makeup in my bedroom with great lighting. Doesn't mm -hmm. it look great? Mm -hmm. The end. Rather Because than, it's like, in their interest to build themselves yeah. up as like... Whereas this is like, we tried out these like weird lip stain things. Mm -hmm. I wore it all day and look what happened. Yeah, exactly. Or like, I love it when they do a little like segment that they filmed on their phones because it's like, yeah, I went out to get lunch with my friend and look, all the lipstick came off on his burrito when I tried a bit. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Those are the best things about this is yeah. their accessibility and how much you relate to them and enjoy watching them relate with each other. There were a couple of videos where I was like, oh, I'm actually interested in this. Like, as a big Kardashian fan, I was genuinely like, oh, they've done two on Kylie Jenner lip kits. Mm. So I watched both of those immediately. So it's funny where those, the crossover suddenly happens because mm. as I was trying to say, like the problem with like women's interest stuff is that you sort of have to throw a lot out there and maybe a lot of it won't be of interest to people. But then if you like the women doing it and you think they're funny and you want to see more of them, it doesn't matter. And then occasionally you get one where you're like, wait, no, I really fucking want to know about that lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it was, it was, I loved that combo. And yeah, I definitely think I would, especially if they do more ones that I'm like, oh yeah, that enters my very specific sphere of interests i'll definitely be watching all of those so what are you going to recommend me for next time so the thing that i'm going to recommend to you this week is one that i haven't seen which i know is sort of technically cheating but <laughs> we're very busy guys okay so just let us have this one also um, you spotted this and i hadn't even heard of it so i think it counts and it's not out yet so i can't i i mean by the time we come to re-record next week it will have been out for a little while but we record on a Tuesday and it's not out yet. It's out tonight. It's uh, a Netflix short documentary and it's called Extremists. 
Uh, it's 24 minutes long, which is an unusual sort of, because it's not quite like, you know, so short that you could just like watch it at your computer, but it's not. Also, I feel an unusual length for Netflix, because yeah. generally Netflix uses the fact that they don't have a regular TV schedule to like let people go as long as they need for stuff. Exactly. Um, but they must have, I assume it's a, a situation where they've seen it at some sort of festival and snapped it up. But yeah, so it's called Extremists and it's about end of life care in the US which I imagine will be very different to end-of-life care in the UK because of just the vast mm. differences in the healthcare system. So it's something I know absolutely nothing about. I'm sure it's going to be an extremely heavy one, so hope it's not too, too depressing. <laughs> but I'm just interested to see what it's what it's about and how they've handled that topic. So, uh, and I, again, I just, I'm interested in all of Netflix's sort of experimental output, and it's just another one for us to add to you know, our mounting backlog of Netflix watches thanks for listening to seriously the pop culture podcast from the new statesman if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe to seriously all you have to do is search srsly in itunes or any other podcasting app you use while you're there it would be really great if you could leave us an itunes review as it helps other people find the show we also rely on you listeners for your recommendations so if you want to tell us what you thought about something or if you've got something we should watch you can contact us on Twitter, Facebook, via email. All the details are on seriouslypodcast.com. If you like, you can also recommend us to your friends, family, neighbours, strangers. Let them know that you like the podcast and they should be listening to it too. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.